Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where our man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to dispense the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ, cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the Word of God. Last week, I started talking about destiny on trial. And I laid some foundations which I'm going to continue from today. And I'm still on the subject matter, the arithmetic of destiny. Hallelujah. The components, the things that come together to guarantee a successful destiny. The things that come together to guarantee a destiny that glorifies God. Hallelujah. I pray for somebody listening to me, you are not going to fail. I said it, you are not going to fail. In the name of Jesus. We said that nothing just happens in this life. Everything is caused by something. And the Bible also said that we are spirits. And spirits are not born. Spirits are created. And what necessitates that creation is a certain intent in the heart or in the mind of God. So everything is created to fulfill a certain intention. So the Bible says that we should submit to the father of spirits and live. In other words, life and living it is a function of spirit or spirit reality. Is somebody with me here? So destiny is actually a spiritual reality that justifies your existence within the framework of God's creation. Now, when that destiny finds fulfillment, it only happens when it is translated into the physical by birth. So, one who is spirit is placed into the womb of a woman by divine mechanisms. It's not science. Hallelujah. And this person is born. And when they are born, now that destiny is translated into a physical space which has purpose so purpose is a matter of birth are we together purpose is a matter of the earth and that forms the first component of destiny when a person is born you are born to fulfill a certain purpose and the fulfillment of that purpose is what we call achievement hallelujah and every achievement has a subsequent reward. Every achievement has a subsequent what? Reward. So the earthly components of your spiritual destiny are 
purpose, achievement of that purpose, and the rewards that come with that achievement. Are we together? Hallelujah. And I made a submission last week when I talked about the scope of our destiny. Glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 34. Acts 10 34. Can we go there? It says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. In other words, God does not determine the scope of any man's destiny. The same God in Ghana is the same God in America, is the same God in Germany, is the same God everywhere. Hallelujah. Every man chooses the extent to which they are willing to go in God. Hallelujah. The scope, how wide, how deep you go in matters of destiny is determined by yourself. Hallelujah. God can ordain and anoint you with powerful grace to minister in song. But God will not give you a global stage. You go for it. Hallelujah. You must learn to understand what is required to go as far as you want to go. Because God is no respecter of persons. God does not look at your color and say, you deserve better than another person. God does not look at your height. God is no respecter of persons. The same scripture, uh, the, the same word appears in Romans chapter 10 verse 12. He says that for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all of them is rich unto all that call upon him. Hallelujah. So if, if you don't understand this, then you would live your life in a way that makes you blame everybody else for what is happening to you or for what you are seeing. But nobody is to be blamed. Are you with me here? Hallelujah. There are certainly factors in life which we will be talking about that we don't have a lot of control over. But then the thing is this, irrespective of what you can control or what you cannot control, there is something inside of you. The Bible says that what is inside of you is greater. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So if you can go deep inside of you, if you can go deeper, you will always have something that is bigger than whatever is outside which limits you. It does not matter economy. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? It does not matter whether it is exchange rate, whatever it is, anything. You don't have control over a lot of things, but there is something inside of you that when you are able to dig deeper and then draw from that thing, you will override every limiting situation. But have it in your mind, God is no respecter of persons. If you can dig deeper, if you can stretch further, God will draw you to where you need to be. Hallelujah. When it comes to destiny, nobody has rights to determine how far 
anybody can go. Glory to God. People can be offended in how far and how fast you go, but they don't have rights to determine your limit. You determine your own limit. Glory to God. You determine your own limit. When God called Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 13, he says that, now look, lift up your eyes and look northward, southward, eastward, look everywhere as far as your eyes can see. Hallelujah. As far as your eyes can see, I see somebody going to the highest level in his or her life. Nothing will keep you small. Anytime you have a choice to be small, at that same time you have a choice to be great. Glory to God. Don't let anybody place a limit on you. Amen. I've always been teaching people who are following me. When you go anywhere, they are sharing positions or whatever. They are doing appointments. And they appoint you to be assistant. Ask them, what is, what is wrong? What did they see wrong with you that they chose to make you an assistant? Why can't they make you the main? Hallelujah. Don't let anybody place a limit on you. Don't let someone say, looking at you, 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 you can be an organizer. Talk about what stops you from being a president? Glory to God. Don't someone say, ah, so, Papa, so if everybody wants to be the number one, who will be the number two? Leave that spot. You will find somebody there. Amen. So if everybody wants to be rich, then who will be the one who will serve another? We are not bothered about who will serve. When you become rich, you will find somebody to serve you. Amen. You can try it. Glory to God. Are we together? Yeah. So, but, uh, take life easy. Take life easy. You know, uh, uh, all the fingers are not the same. Well, nobody has defined who is the shortest and who is the tallest. Are you, are you together? You choose to be the tallest. When we are done, you will realize that somebody became short. But that person should not be you. Say, I will not be small. Hallelujah. Now, see, to be able, knowing that there is absolutely no limit to how far we can go, to how big we can become, it is not just by wishing. Are we together? That is one of the greatest mistakes of people when it comes to destiny. They wish, they dream, they're dreaming. They see themselves, you know, power of imagination. That is okay. You can imagine yourself doing anything. You can imagine yourself anywhere. You can imagine yourself standing before 20 million people. It does not matter. But there are demands of destiny every person must meet. If you fail to meet those demands, you can only wish what you dream will remain a dream. You will wake up one day to realize that all this life you have been dreaming. Glory to God. There are demands that must be met. And the first demand I want to talk about, two demands, is the discipline of spiritual perception. The discipline of spiritual perception. I have first of all laid the foundation that destiny is an issue of spirit reality. In other words, you are spirits that have been born into the flesh and your creation as a spirit necessitates a destiny so you cannot fulfill what is spiritual without 
the ability to spiritually perceive what goes beyond the normal. Are you with me here? Because destiny is spiritual, you should be able to perceive from the realm of the spirit every necessary information that is required for the fulfillment of that destiny. For example, when a person is sent from a company, that company becomes the source of instruction, the source of information for the assignment that you, you don't send. A company does not send somebody to, let's say, uh, US, and then when you want clarification, you are calling your friend. How many of us have seen that? Thing? When you want clarification, you go to the source. The source of that assignment holds the information holds the expectation holds the instruction that will allow that assignment to be fulfilled are you following me so to be able to fulfill destiny which is a spiritual reality you must first of all satisfy the demand of spiritual perception the ability to see and to hear in the spirit other than that you would want to uh, fulfill a spiritual mandate with physical guesswork it does not suffice are you with me here if what is on your head by way of destiny is spiritual you cannot fulfill it with guesswork you can't fulfill it with trial and error you can't fulfill it with just counsel of men and going on Facebook or wherever, reading things, trying to figure out what people have done before so that you can also map out your way. Look, you must first of all fulfill that demand of spiritual perception because we don't fulfill spiritual reality with physical information. Are we together? Hallelujah. It's extremely important you get this. That is the demand. It is the first place that people begin to fail. When they embark on an assignment that is meant to be spiritual and they embark on such an assignment with physical information. Only dwelling on what the physical eyes see and what the physical ears hear. No matter what, you cannot be maximum. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can advise you how to do your work. But the best advice should come from the boss who assigned you. Are you with me here? If you miss out on spiritual perception, you reduce automatically the extent to which you can push your destiny. Because you are not operating from original information. You are operating from inferior information. Glory to God. So it is not a matter of ministry that makes it a requirement to hear from God or to see in the spirit. It is a matter of life. Are we together? It, we don't have to, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a man of God or a woman of God before you have that necessity. So long as you are conscious that there is a destiny that God has assigned to me, it is expedient that I hear him and I see him. Hallelujah. Jesus made it clear. Says that I do nothing of myself. But whatsoever I see the Father do. 
That I also walk. Glory to God. I mean, he, he, this is Jesus. He was a church guy. Right? Was a, he had a custom of always going to church. I am sure a lot of people had been, uh, what do you call it? Encouraging him. No, Jesus, you have to do this. Remember at a point, even his mother forced him to do a miracle he wasn't prepared to do. But in the principal execution of his destiny, his mandate was clear. I do only what I see my father do. Hallelujah. In an age where information has abound to us, we have relegated divine direction and the need to hear from God. The need to tarry with God on matters concerning our lives. Because there is always a ready-made information concerning what you should do. Amen. Ready-made information. Some people even sublet their decision to men of God. I want you to pray about it and tell me what God is saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is the first place we begin failure in destiny. When we are not able to see and when we are not able to hear. And the discipline is a discipline. It's not a gift. Hallelujah. It is not a word. Let me make this clear. When it comes to spiritual perception, forget about gifts. Amen. There are only two factors in the operation of gifts. The will of God and the desire of man. If you can desire, God is more than willing. Isn't it? He has made it clear. That's it. Even if your spirit and your earthly fathers who are evil, they know how to give good gifts. How much more God? God is more than willing to give you gifts. But when we come to matters of spiritual perception, it is discipline. If it is only gift, everybody will have it. Amen. You see how simple it is to become born again? How simple? Every gift operates in the same vein. But what you don't have, despite your desire, it requires discipline. Hallelujah. Learn to hear the voice of God. Learn. It is not dramatic. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the discipline that allows you or enables you to meet the demands of spiritual perception. Number one is the discipline of attendance in the presence of God. The discipline of attendance in the presence of God. I am talking about corporate and personal fellowship. You cannot see when you give birth to a child and you put that child in, 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 in a forest or in a bush. Even though they have that inherent ability to speak, they have the inherent ability to hear, but the environment will impose on them what they speak and how they hear. Glory to God. There is an ability. The Bible said it. My sheep hear my voice. So there is an inherent ability as a child of God to hear the voice of God. But where you spend your time, where you grow, determine. The quality of your hearing. So some of us, the reason why we can hear human beings so easily is because every day of our lives, every time of the day, we spend with human beings. So we don't struggle. We can even not... So some of us, we have gone beyond hearing. Some of us have even mastered the art of uh, body language. Isn't it? We can look at how somebody is walking and we can deduce. Look at this guy, he's hungry. The way he's walking. 
Amen. So you can see somebody, how the person is talking. They tell you some of the gestures can know that the person is lying. This is not seen in the spirit. So that is how we are able to perfect our communications in the physical because we are predominantly spending our time with human beings. In the same way, some of us, like, like um, Gerard, those who breed dogs, me, when I go and I see dog go, all I know is the dog is barking. If the dog is barking, I interpret it to be wanting. That guy, if he gets me. But when this man hears the barking, he can interpret it that the dog is hungry. Or maybe the dog is uncomfortable. Are you with me? Why? Because he spends time with the dog. It is not a gift. Nobody was born with Who was born with? Uh, when you were born. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> who you spend time with, you learn to hear and see that person. Sometimes if you are married, you can be in a place. Even when you are not looking, you can know that your husband or your wife is around you. Isn't it? The way you are laughing. <laughs> Some people are suspects. Glory to God. You can know. Why? Because we spend time together. Spending time in the presence of God is a discipline that guarantees your spiritual perception. It's a what? It is a discipline. Discipline. Very important. Discipline. Number two, discipline that guarantees our spiritual perception is the knowledge of and the obedience to the word of God. The obedience to the word. Because the word of God is the voice of God in print. So when you get acquainted with the word, what you are doing is that your spirit is learning to decode the language of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your spirit learns the diction of the supernatural. The words, you know, like when a baby is growing. Sometimes we keep correcting them on the best pronunciation of certain words. And as they begin to understand certain words, they also begin to align with the intended meaning of that word. You know, when a baby is so young and you tell them, sit down, sometimes they'll be looking at you and smiling. Because they don't understand what sit down means. But you keep saying sit down. And as they are growing, they are beginning to understand it. Now you say sit down. They know that you are instructing them. They begin to align with the word. So we are not able to hear God. Because the language of God is foreign to our spirit. So a lot of us, sometimes things will happen. And it's like, ah, it's like I saw this thing. It's like, it came to me. I was like, why? Because your spirit does not understand. The language of God is still foreign. When God is saying, run, you are smiling. You are saying, tata. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of God trains our spirit to understand the language of God. Are you with me here? The word of God, that's what? Trains our spirit. It is what sharpens your spirit's ability to speak and then to hear, to understand, to decode when God speaks. Number three, 
How do we meet the demand of spiritual perception? Consistent submission to spiritual authority. Consistent submission to spiritual world authority. Are you with me here? The key in this principle is that you are naturally geared towards disobedience. Don't forget the Bible says that there is a spirit in the world that rules in the children of disobedience. And it is out of them we have come from. So there is a certain latent um, tendency in us to disobey God. And God uses the instrumentality of spiritual authority to temper with our tendencies to disobey him. So Jesus will say that if you cannot submit to human authority, then there is no way you can submit to spiritual authority. John said it in another way, that if you cannot love your brother whom you see, then there is no way you can love God whom you do not see. It is a principle. So if you cannot obey spiritual authority in the form of human beings set over you, then there is no way you can obey the voice of God within the comfort of your own personal space. Hallelujah. The, the place where nobody sees you. The place where nobody expects anything from you. The place where nobody is holding you accountable to anything. God speaks, you won't obey. And some of us, we have testimonies. Many things that we know in our spirit, we know God is instructing us. But because nobody is there, we confidently disobey. Hallelujah. Because we have not perfected submission to spiritual authority. So submission to spiritual authority is a rehearsal that increases our ability to swiftly and promptly obey the voice of God when it comes. Glory to God. The demand of spiritual perception. And there is another demand that we must meet in the matters of destiny if you will be able to make the most of life. is the demand of personal responsibility. The demand of personal responsibility. Hallelujah. Am I communicating to somebody? The demand of personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is your contribution to the fulfillment of your destiny. Every purpose buried in the heart of man will require specific, specific. Somebody say specific. Specific steps of faith and action. And that level of personal responsibility is our individual contribution. Contribution to the fulfillment of our destiny. It does not matter. Listen, God can gift. God can give you grace. God can give you all manner of things that he alone can give you. But if you do not meet all of those provisions with the touch of your personal responsibility with the touch with the impact of your personal responsibility i tell you you can be the most gifted yet the field one 
You can be the most anointed, yet the inferior one. Hallelujah. Because anointing by itself does not preach. You can be anointed, but anointing does not teach grammar. Somebody must learn how to speak. Somebody must read and enrich his grammar. Anointing does not pick pen and write books. Somebody must sit down and then discipline himself to write coherently that when people hear, when people read, they can understand. The place of your personal responsibility is your contribution to the fulfillment of destiny. If you miss it, if, if let's say it is 50-50, you are only 50 halfway. Hallelujah. If let's say the ratio is 60-40, it means that so long as there is no personal responsibility, you cannot go beyond 60. I hope you understand that one. Whatever ratio, whatever proportion is assigned to the, in, the input of God, is, it spells out the maximum that input will ever do. Amen. So there are some people, we are operating, we are already operating at half or a half uh, capacity are we together because all this while we have only been moving we are only operating with what god has done we have not added anything to it the bible says that now add to your faith add to your word add to your faith and he mentions a host of things and he said if anyone asks all these things you shall never be unfruitful you shall never be unfruitful there is a kind of life which can never be empty it is a life that acknowledges what God has given and understands that I must also add my own. Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction Leshebi of the Ashaiman Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to the message. Glory to God. The anointing does not read books. It's a human being that is anointed who reads books. Are you with me? The wisdom that comes from above, according to the book of James, the Bible says that it is above all. That wisdom, it does not write exams. A human being must wake up, pick a car, or go to the exam center and write exams so that when you sit there, then that wisdom will now begin to operate. Personal responsibility. Hallelujah. There is no destiny that will amounts to anything which can escape that demand of personal responsibility. It's not possible. It is not possible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is Jesus. He came straight from heaven, transported straight from heaven. The angel said, the power of the highest will come upon you. That's spiritual Wi-Fi to transfer files. <laughs> they transferred him straight to the earth. But this man will wake up a great while before day. And he will go and pray. Yeah, the Bible says he had the spirit without measure. You and I. Some of you, your spirit is 2014 version. You have not updated ever since. Hallelujah. Some of you, in two months, you have not prayed personally. You have not even spoken in tongues out of fright. You know, sometimes when you see Kokrut, not even that one. So your Holy Ghost version is like already obsolete. 
The last time you had a fresh touch, 2020, you have not upgraded. But the Bible says Jesus had the spirit without measure. Yet, a great while before thee, a great while before thee, he is going to pray. Praying. He understood the place of personal responsibility. Amen. Listen, one of the reasons why a lot of Christians don't amount to anything is because they have relegated everything to God. So long as it is God, so long as it has been spoken, so long as it has been prophesied, hey, it is coming. One of the reasons why we have so much frustration is because a lot of times we hear what God says. Are you with me? We hear what God says, but listen, God speaks according to his ability. Are you with me? He speaks according to his ability. But he does not work according to his ability. He works according to the power that is at work in you. So now unto him he is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. According. So there is a certain limitation. God can speak. Oh, and by his ability, he can speak the greatest you can ever imagine. God can tell you, tomorrow by this time, you will be a millionaire. And it is not difficult for God to do. But when he begins to operate, when he sets out to do them, he is searching for the power cooperation. And he realizes that the power that is at work in you is the power that can only deliver a thousand Ghana. So try hard as much as God would. You can only deliver a thousand because the power that is at work in you has a certain level. It has a certain limitation because people have not learned to embrace personal responsibility to increase their capacity. They have not learned to embrace personal responsibility. God wants you to stand before kings and queens and it has been prophesied that hey, very soon in your life, you are going to stand before presidents. You are going to be in the meetings with great people and you are going to speak and people will search for your wisdom as it stands now you are not there because that wisdom is not there five years time you will still not be there if that wisdom is not there you better meet up that word with a certain cause oh papa because of the word that came i want to uh, take up some courses i want to go and study something like governance public administration i want to, that is when you are putting in personal responsibility so that what god has said now will meet the cooperation of your inner working power you don't understand it destiny will always be a mirage hallelujah if you don't understand this one ha ah, you can you can you can bluff, you know. God has set me above. God has set me above. This year, God has set me above. Festival time, you are even running away. God has set me above, you know. God has set me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I blessing somebody? Personal responsibility. You can never relegate or subcontract personal responsibility. You understand it? I can't eat. No matter how, how many uh, balls of kinky I eat, it will never satisfy you. It is me that I am eating. No, because, oh, Papa, I'm very hungry. Oh, really? Don't worry, I'm eating for you. I'll, I'll keep eating. I'll keep eating. Now, ask you, are you getting full? Are you, are you feeling something? Papa, no, I'm so hungry. You better get up and then eat. Hallelujah. No matter how I love you, I want to help you, I can even bring you. Also, you, are looking, you are smiling today. Your wife is back. She has been smiling. So let, let me stand here. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Don't go. We beg you. Don't go. Listen. No matter how I love you, I want to help you. The best I can do. The best, best, the best, best. If, if I don't stop at cooking and I still want to serve you and I don't want to stop at serving, I want to put the food in your mouth and I'll be saying, Tata, eat, eat for me, eat for me. I will still end after the food enters your mouth. Digestion is your responsibility. Hallelujah. You can never swerve. Personal responsibility. No matter how we want to help you, my brother. We can put the food, oh, Oh, eat for me. Eat for me. Then you put arm. After arm, the rest is your own. If you won't chew, you pull it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I'll be responsible. Glory to God. Are you blessed? Now, let's go back to the factors I started talking about last week. I thought about two. I said there are seven factors to the fulfillment of destiny. Seven factors that determine success or failure. Seven factors. Last week, I talked about the factor of time. And I made a statement. The world teaches time management. You don't manage time. Time has been what it is. You master time. You do what? You master time. Time is not something to be managed. Whether you choose to manage it or not. You cannot increase up to it. It is still 24 hours a day. You can only master it. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a master of time. I talked about chance. In other words, opportunity. But I don't want to dwell on those ones again. Because they'll be coming up. As I keep going, in a couple of weeks, as I keep going, they'll be coming up again and I'll be addressing them. I want to try and finish these five. I think I'm on time, isn't it? Yeah, I'm on time. Today, me, I know that I'll, I'll preach on time. I'll be on time. Hallelujah. Yeah, after my birthday, everything is on time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number three component of destiny. Turn with me to John chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. Say, I will not fail. This whole month, let this be on your lips. I will not fail. I will not fail. I will not fail. When you meet any challenge, something is bothering you. Let it come out of your spirit. I will not fail. Hallelujah. Shout it, I will not fail. Say, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them. Because he knew all men. And he needed not that any should testify of man. For he knew what was in man. Hallelujah. This is one of the secrets of Jesus. Bible says that he did not commit himself unto people. <laughs> Glory to God. He did not commit himself unto people. Because he knew all men. The third component of destiny. That I want to talk about is People say people. People. In other words, relationships. One wise man named Jim Ron said, You are the average of five people you spend the most time with. You are the average of five people. 
people you spend the most time with. In other words, when we pick the five most important people in your life, we can sum them up and you will be their average. Glory to God. Bible said that Jesus did not commit himself to man because he knew what was in man in the matters of destiny. If you don't understand the place of people in this life and if you don't learn to discern the quality of the people that you align with, you will end up mortgaging your destiny and washing down your destiny. Hallelujah. And because you are the average of the five people you spend your most time with. Let's look at these things. Five categories of people that you must align with in order for your destiny to be maximized. Your destiny to become successful. And some of you, you will have to go back and start doing some stock takes, some inventory. Start looking at your life and begin to draw some patterns and then come to understanding why certain things are what they are. Hallelujah. Yeah, you need to go back and look at yourself. Then you will come to understand why you have been, you know, sometimes you can be operating or you can be behaving in a certain way. Your mind does not agree to it, but somehow you can't help it. How many of us testify of that? Hallelujah. Sometimes you can be behaving in a certain way, but you don't agree. Mentally, you are not in agreement, but somehow, Somehow, say somehow. Somehow. And those moments, those things that we don't seem to control, a lot of times they go a long way to affect the outputs of our lives. Hallelujah. Five categories of people that you must align with in order to fulfill destiny. The first one is the spiritual leader. The spiritual leader. In other words, a spiritual authority can be a father in the Lord, can be your pastor. But anyone that stands in that place spiritually to offer wisdom and guidance. Whoever stands, and a lot of times it may not be your parent. Glory to God. Many times... Many parents do not extend beyond. They don't go beyond the physical needs of their children to meet their spiritual needs. At best, they give you education. They give you a good start of life. And a lot of them don't have any understanding whatsoever what your destiny is about. Hallelujah. The guarantee for the covering that your destiny requires is in spiritual authority. Number two is the career mentor. Everybody needs a career mentor. Because in this life, two major things you cannot escape is where you live, place, and what you do, work. No matter who you are, at a certain point in your life, you will have to determine, decide, where do I want to be? Hallelujah. Some of us came to Accra by national service. We have not gone back. Some of us came here to look for somebody. And then we realized that ah, this place is better. I'm not going again. 
Some of us came for wedding. <laughs> Supposed to have been a weekend. Now it's one year. <laughs> or two years already. Everybody at a point will decide, where do I want to pitch my tent? Where do I want to call my home where I belong? Hallelujah. Another very important decision. Nobody can escape. Nobody. Is what do I want to do? Whether by your certificate or by opportunity, you would one day have to decide, I want to do something. I want to what? Do something. And that something will become the pivot around which your success will be built. It will become the pivot around which your significance in life will be built. And it is something that is so necessary you pay attention to. You need a mentor who mentors the work of your hands. Who determines your level of expertise. Somebody who can bless you with experience and knowledge. Are you with me? I'm talking about destiny. Amen. Some of you are lone rangers. You are a nurse, but you don't have any other nurse you learn from. But there are nurses in your workplace who have been there for 20 years, 30 years. You, your boss hates you. Somebody has survived 30 years. Am I coming in somebody? If your life does not align with at least one person in this category, you have already reduced yourself by 25%. 20%, sorry. Amen. Assuming everybody is bringing equal proportion to your life, 20% each, you have already reduced your life by 20%. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't be a pastor and there is no other pastor you are learning from. There is nobody you admire. You, you are your own man. Melchizedek. No record of a father. No record of a mother. You are your own man. The Lord bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need a career mentor. Number three, you need a life coach. Somebody who goes beyond just career. Somebody whose life is a blessing to you by way of influencing your personal development. By way of influencing the choices of your life. They are a part of your life. They offer accountability. You are accountable. Because of them, you can't just get up and do anything. Listen, the last time, sometime I was telling somebody. Are you with me here? I was telling somebody that, look. Somehow, when we were growing up, and we had a lot of people around us, and that relationship, by the grace of God, as a father, oh, a lot of instructions, most of them were not nice. There are some instructions I have given out to people, I won't give out to people today. Because our new generation is different. During our days when we didn't have all that is around us, hallelujah, we, we, there was a way we lived. Now we have a lot of things. Glory to God. There are many options. But do you know something? It looked as though by the many instructions, we were being compromised. But over the years, counting down, 10 years, 12, 15 years, we look back at those who seem not to have been under any instruction. And the difference is clear. But at that time, it looked like we were on the losing end. 
because they had a certain level of independence we did not have because we had people who were watching over our lives who would say, no, you don't go here. Make sure you are back by this time. Hallelujah. As old as I mean, young guy, you, you have started life. You are your big man. But then when you are going anywhere, you are calling somebody to let the person know your movement. When you arrive, you are calling. How long will it be? When you miss a day, he has a right to ask you. Why? You said you would leave yesterday, but why are you leaving today? What happened? Okay. How, even when you were going out, when you... It is not today. People, people, people will go and propose to themselves and already accept. Then they will come and tell you. It's like, you know, they'll come and tell you, Papa, I've been meaning. That's how they see you. I've meaning to say this, but you know, I think this is the right time. I've been, as if they wanted to tell you early, they are lying. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? No, they are lying. Sometimes you tell some of these leaders something and they will say no. And it, they don't bother. They will say no. It is up to you to go and mend your hearts and reposition your hearts to be okay. It's not today. But over a long period of time, we look at ourselves and we look at our friends who at that time did not have any of such restrictions. Oh, the difference is so why? Are we together? We could have messed up, but we had people who will ask us why we are doing that. Not today. Some people that how can you how can you question me? This is my private life. We didn't have private life. We didn't we didn't know the difference. Private and public, everything was the same. But today in church, people have private life, they have professional life, they have spiritual life, <laughs> they have different kinds of life. But there are only two lives before God: carnal life and spiritual life. Any other one you break, it is for your own convenience. It is, it is just for you to be able to determine how far somebody can enter your space. How far somebody is like you are negotiating the amount of submission you are willing to give to people. Am I communicating somebody? Hallelujah. There are many times even in my car, some calls will come. People are in their car. I don't have it. It is you. If you cannot keep secret, it's your problem. I don't have to be structuring my life because you are there. It is me. If you are comfortable, get out of my car. Let me talk. Hallelujah. No, no, no. It's a private. This is private. This one is this one. This one is this one. You know, uh, you don't have to say this in front of this other person. You don't have to say. What are you hiding? What is hidden? That cannot, that will not be brought to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There is the friend in purpose. The purpose, I call it the purpose friend or partner. Not every friend is aligned with you in purpose. Not every friend. And you must be able to know the differences. Bible says that Jesus knew man. He knew what was inside people. There are people, they are only friends because you are working together. After work, there is nothing again. Don't give your, some people can just go, you can go to somebody's house and sleep there because it is late. Just like that. Just like that. So for about eight hours of your life, when you are most vulnerable, you are in the wrong place. You don't understand spiritual things. And no matter where was God and this one was happening. I know where God is. God is in heaven. Hallelujah. For about eight hours when you are asleep, 
That is your most vulnerable. Some of you, your spirit is weak. You are even vulnerable when you sleep and you end up sleeping in the wrong place. I'll be talking about it. Your most vulnerable time is in the wrong place. Hey! You, you don't have any control. Nothing. Your spirit is already asleep. Your body sleeps. Your spirit sleeps. You are not the kind that your spirit will even be waking. Awoken. Everything is gone down. Zero, zero. Hallelujah. And you are sleeping in somebody's bed. Somebody's bed. We just lie on bed. Say, yes, you can't side bed. You just lie on it. You have, you have laid down. Hallelujah. Jesus said the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. You, everywhere you can get a place to lay your head. Everywhere, Tishi, Triplo, you lay your head. Uh, Tema Committee 1, you lay your head. Everywhere you lay your head. No, you must understand how to diagnose problems. You will know that every problem is within our own lives and how we live. Are we together? Understand how to diagnose issues. Somebody said sometimes a job is coming close. Oh, you know, they have called you. They have sent you, uh, what do you call it? Offer letter you have read. No, it's a whole. Somebody has to leave. The person will be leaving. They, they have already brought a resignation letter. The person has only one week. After one week, then you will start everything. You are, oh my God. All of a sudden, that thing is not coming again. Some people will be offended. Offended in God. Sit down and diagnose the problem. What happened? What happened? Hallelujah. Activate your spiritual antenna. Sit down and begin to assess the last few days. What has been going on? Where did you go to? Who did you speak to? What did you do? What food did you eat? A certain gobe by the roadside was actually an exchange point you did not know. And you went to eat. It is not your house which is old. You went to the wrong place. Wrong you, you will not fail. No, learn how to diagnose issues. Amen. Hallelujah. There are certain friends. They are not witches, so they are not witches. But the things they do has created a certain aura around them. Anytime you go, eh, I'll be talking about it. The, that aura, that evil aura has a negative effect. It has a reducing effect. We have something we call reducing agent, isn't it? Anytime you get into that space, it's, it's a certain sphere. You enter in. Automatically, whatever is around them reduces everything to a certain level. You don't know. Your spirit too, your antenna is weak. We can tune and tune. Shh. Tune, tune, tune. Then we will just hear small voice. Then it's what you tune. It is not catching anything. You know that kind of phone. There are some places you have to climb a tree. Some of you, the only time your spirit is active is when you come to church. When you leave church, you lose signal. You lose signal. So you walk around blind, nothing. You enter places. You are being stripped. You can, ah, you can, ah, everything good is working. Pa, pa, pa. You just, oh, Charlie, it's a long time I met you. Oh, let's go and eat. Ah, let's go and eat fufu. Then you go and eat fufu. You come back. By the time you are coming back, that favor has been dropped. 
the fever now coming now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there, there are friends. You align with them on purpose. They keep you alive. They pray with you. Hallelujah. They pray with you. They warn you. They can look at you and say, Jack. Your anointing is at stake. My brother, your anointing is at stake. We want a healing evangelist. Please, don't trade the anointing. Don't trade it. Some of those friends that when a lady comes to visit you, they won't go out. You'll be giving them sign. Rock, solid rock. Stop. You're not going anywhere. We are protecting you. We won't let you lose your anointing. <laughs> we are not going anywhere. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's all the, all the guys when uh, I thought, oh, yeah, why don't you rent a place and share with this person? Oh, Papa, I want to be my brother. I suspect you. You are a suspect. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> then there is the mentee, the protege. Five groups of people. Everybody should have someone that they also pour into. Not only that, but somebody whose presence in your life makes you sit up because you know they look up to you. Nobody asks you for money. Nobody asks you for advice. You have lived for 28 years. Nobody has asked your advice on anything before. So you don't know whether you are wise or not. You don't know. You have not advised anybody for the person to succeed with something before. So you don't have, even have any proof whether you are wise or not. <laughs> have a protege. Have somebody who looks up to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Five categories of people. The spiritual leader. The career mentor. The life coach. The purpose friend. And the mentee. Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction Leshebi of the Ashaima Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to the message. Number four, elements of destiny. Psalm 37. Verse 23. Let's go there. Psalm 37, verse 23. See, after this series, I'm telling you, your life will take on a new meaning. I want you to approach life with a serious mindset. We didn't come on this earth to come and eat and drink and marry and give birth to children and buy a car and die. We came to do something that is of worth. Hallelujah. We came to fulfill a destiny that only us can fulfill. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't trade your life for bread and butter. Amen. Tell somebody you are too, you are too young to be confused at this time of life. You are too young. Too young. Eh? Those who have given up in life, you are not part. You are not part. Hallelujah. Ah, listen, God has given me a word for you. I will make sure you find your bearing. 
you would get back on track. Fulfillment will visit you once again. And this time it will come to stay. Hallelujah. Sometimes I see people, I don't know whether they came to escort some people in this earth. I don't know. Hallelujah. So you have married, you have children, you are now 35, 40. So, so what? So what? Haven't you seen married before? Now people don't even want to marry. Haven't you seen children? Everybody has children. You don't need married to have children. Go, go to Ashama there. All the young girls have children. Everybody has some. So what is it? You have not done anything. Some of you, the only thing you have in your room is your wedding photos. Wedding photos, just for memory. Memory. So, you know, when I came to earth, I married. Powerful wedding. <laughs> that is your life. Hey! Look at someone and say, hey! Bebreina, Bebreina, Bebreina. Bebreina. That's why some people don't want to marry. Some people, yeah. Hallelujah. Places. He says that the steps of a good man ordered by the law. Hallelujah. Are you following me? The steps of the good man, they are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. The fourth element for a successful destiny is place, places, place, places, place, places. This is the point where a person needs the Holy Spirit, needs that perception, that ability to perceive. That is the point where the compass of your feet must be active. Are you with me? Eh? The compass of your feet must be active. The instructions of spiritual authority. This is the place you see its impact. You can't be in every place. Are you with me? Eh? You can't just enter any place. Hado Savahas. Five principal places that affect a person's destiny. Five principal places that affect a person's destiny. I'm going to just mention that because I'll be dwelling on these things um, in a later time. Don't miss, don't miss any part of this series, I'm telling you. Number one, principal place that affects a person's destiny is dark places. Places. The Bible says the dark places of the earth, they are full of the habitations of cruelty. So people will say, ah, why is it that me, dear, me, every, every bad thing that happens is me. In workplace, they want to lay somebody off. Me. A car, we are all in church or taxi, and then the car went to hit something. I am the only person yeah, who, broke, who broke my leg. Everything is me. Why me? Everything me. Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? Check the places that you have been living. Dark places. Habitations of cruelty. Nothing good happens there. Sometimes it can be where you live. Hallelujah. The dark places of the earth. They are full of the habitations of cruelty. Number two place that can determine somebody's destiny is filthy places, filthy places, filthy, filthy, you understand the word filthy, dirty, filthy places, 
Sodom and Gomorrah was a filthy place. The Bible says that that righteous man, in seeing and hearing, that righteous man, he was talking about Lord. The Bible said that he vexed his righteous soul. His spirit was vexed. Filthy places, vexations of the spirit. Glory to God. There are some of us, ah, the spirit of God has been dealing with us and you know, you've been feeling that pool to pray. You, know? you are walking about, you are praying in the spirit. Then all of a sudden, a friend said, let's go for a certain party. And after that party, you don't even feel like going to church again. Filthy places, vexations of the spirit. Hallelujah. You should be able to scan, learn how to scan places. Learn how to do what? Scan places. It is, you don't walk about in town and your eyes are open yet you don't see anything. You are just going. Everybody is passing let's pass you. You are driving. You see cars passing one corner. You are also passing. That is where your car will break down. Not every place is healthy to accommodate your spirit, to accommodate your destiny. There are some places. Somebody is there. The person is fine. You, you enter there. That place resists you. It fights against what you carry. Hallelujah. Fights against. When the spirit of the highest came upon Mary and she picked the seed of the Christ, quickly the angel said, no. There are certain places don't go there. Because what you are carrying, they will fight against it. Go to another place. They will welcome what you are carrying. Hallelujah. Some of us, we are not seeing top because we dwell in places that fight against what we carry. You don't understand why? Everybody is fine, but you were alone. You were alone. You were alone. It's like everything you do, people are after you. It is not that people are after you. You are not so, you are not the one that, uh, had, what do you call it? Hell likes so much like that. Are you with me? You just happen to be in a wrong. So you must learn. So learn how to how to scam. Your spiritual scanner should be working. Hallelujah. Your spiritual scanner should sometimes I remember I was telling you sometime when I said I was in the car and I got to Joel Red and I, I sensed a portal. I got down from the car and I did the rest on foot because the car would be so quick. That car. That place, that distance, the car will not spend more than two minutes. At least if I walk, I can do about 10 to 15 minutes. I needed to go through that moment. Are you with me here? You must scan. Don't walk around as if you are walking in vacuum. Are you with me? Don't walk around as if you are walking in vacuum. You, so you can go to the mall. It's not every shop you enter at certain times. Amen. Are you with me here? Here's order my steps. Order my steps. Number four, number three, sorry. It's waste places. Waste places. Waste places. The Bible says that God found David in a waste holding desert. Waste places. What happens in waste places? Labor is lost and rewards are lost. Waste places are zero effect places. Places where everything rounds to zero. Automatically. And that is what happens to some people. You can be nursing a very wonderful breakthrough and then you enter a certain place. Automatically, that place, it is a zero multiplier. Thousand times zero is what? 
100 million times zero is what? You can gather anything as soon as you enter there times zero. You come out zero. You must understand. That's why I say the first demand to living destiny is spiritual words. Perception. If you want you can, it is possible to live life as if problems don't exist. Are you together? It is possible to live life as if lack don't exist. It is possible to live life as if sickness don't exist. You, know, you only need to learn or know how to live. How to live. How to live. You know, this is I'm talking about can be too simple, but you don't know that it can be the reason why you are dying. You don't know that it can be the reason why you are losing everything. Because you keep appearing in places that always diminishes, that always reduces you to nothing, to zero. But I pray the Lord will help you. I said the Lord will help you. Number four place is high places. High places. And number five is holy places. These two are where you should be found. High places and holy places. What are high places? High places are places of maximized returns. Places where our little is multiplied. They are multipliers. High places are multipliers. For example, I can be struggling at the bottom of business and then somebody invites me into the home of a business leader in the country and then he takes me to a meeting. It is a high place. After that meeting, that my small business can be multiplied by one million by two, three people saying, do this thing for me. High places. May God bring you to a high place. At least once in your life, God will always expose you to a certain place. Where the least you put in can bring you the biggest your life has ever seen. And sometimes if the devil wants to frustrate you and then limit your life, he will always keep you away from such a place. Keep you away from such a place. You can be, you can be in a normal function. For two hours, three hours, you are there, you are there, you, are, you have met your mates. You know, you go forward, you have met your mates and you are talking. You are taking selfie. And then all of a sudden, you feel you have to leave. That moment you left, two minutes afterwards, all the big men in the city also came. It is not normal. It is not normal. Why leave at that moment? You were able to stay for three hours. But the last 10 minutes, that could have been a game changer. You are in a hurry. Sometimes you know something. To go nowhere. Hurry to go nowhere. Ah, where are you going? I'm tired. <laughs> Hallelujah. High places are defined by who occupies the place. Are you with me? High places. So uh, your home can be a high place by who enters there. And some people don't even know how to. When God brings you to a high place, my friend, forget that there is anything called uh, social media and focus on impact. Focus on something that will transform your life. You don't say, oh, say can we take a picture? Put your phone aside. Learn how to maximize the potential of high places. And there is holy place. What is the holy place? The holy place is the place of eternal releases. One holy place is the house of God. Hallelujah. 
One holy place is what? The house of God. Anywhere the presence of God is localized, it's a holy place. Moses was moving about in the wilderness with the sheep. Moving about, wilderness mastro. Everywhere, he has the map. All the while, he never knew that there was a place which was a holy place. And then he enters and he sees a burning bush. He is going close. He says, remove your sandals where you stand. It's a holy place. Anywhere the presence of God is localized, becomes a holy place where eternal releases are made for the empowerment of destiny. I pray that you will not miss these places in your life. As you have appeared before the presence of God, let the eternal releases of this holy place lift you to another dimension of your life. Let the eternal releases of wisdom, the virtues of God, let them lift you to another dimension of your life. Say, I will not remain at the bottom. Hallelujah. It's left with three. Glory to God. Should I continue? I've changed them. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let me, let me talk about the last one. It's 11.3, so give me 12 minutes. So 11.15, I'll be done. Hallelujah. You'll be shocked. By 11.15, I'll be done. Yeah. So then it'll be left with two. Two, I think two, I can, I can squeeze it in next week and then still go, up, go to what I want to talk about next week. Are we together? Are you being blessed? Hallelujah. The fifth element of destiny... Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. But unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure. According to what? The measure of the gift of Christ. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 and 11. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 and 11. He says, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do, do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five elements that determine success or failure of destiny is abilities. Unto everyone is giving grace. Ephesians 4, 7. Unto every one of us, no exemption. No exemption. I want this to settle in your spirit. No exemption. Unto every one of us, unto everyone, how many of us? Unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. God always gives abilities to everyone for the execution of their destinies. And abilities distinguish men. Glory to God. Abilities distinguish men. Never downplay 
Never despise any ability, whether spiritual or natural. <laughs> Are we together? Every ability is an endowment of God to help you trade in this life for the greatness that comes within. Every ability. Every ability. Every ability. School is not ability. Amen. School enhances ability. So a lot of people in our times, we are educated, but we didn't educate anything. Amen. We have gone to school, we have all the certificates. Uh, Bachelor of Science. Uh, diploma. ABC. We have, we have some. ABC, is it not? Advanced, advanced something, something. Advanced business certificate. ABC. Yes, ABC. X, Y, Z. Whatever. All manner of certificates. But when we pull the certificates from you, you are zero. You have nothing. You have no ability. The world pays more for ability than just for knowledge. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? You are a doctor. Doesn't command the world's attention. What you do as a doctor is what commands the world's attention. You are a pastor. Doesn't command the world's attention. But what you do as a pastor. So there is ability. That one God gives to you. God does what? Gives to you. You can be a landscaper. Eh? You know landscape? Landscape. That was the job of uh, Adam. Adam. That was that he kept the garden. Was a master landscape professional. Glory to God. It's the oldest job in the, in the, in the world. Oldest job. Landscaper. Glory to God. You can be a landscaper. Another one too is a landscaper. But the ability inside of you is what will make a celebrity in America see you on YouTube and invite you to come and design their house. So you will leave this place and go to U.S. to design house, design, design garden. Garden. You know garden. Info. Eh? <laughs> garden. Travel, fly to go and design garden and come back. And somebody is still here, civil worker, going to office, morning to evening, Monday to Friday, has not seen airports before. Because his short shop passes somewhere, Medina. At least the trotter should have passed in front of the airport so he will see some. But you are doing in full garden. Abilities separate men. You can have the highest certificate. Somebody will be more able. The person will be more significant. Hallelujah. But unto every one of us, unto who? If there is not anything that you have identified yet as an ability, you better go on a search mission. Go on a walk. Because you have put your destiny on hold. The speed of your destiny is on the wheels of what abilities you trade. How much work? How much work? Papa, papa, How much work will make you a millionaire? How much salary? And you bet you are saying, a month. Do the calculation. One billion dollars divided by 12 months. And tell me what job in this world pays that money. Hallelujah. Are you with me? 
but somebody with an ability to punch. You know, punch. An ability to punch, boxer. One night, less than 30 minutes, will work away with $300 million. Ability. You better identify an ability in you. Because the scripture is clear. Unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Every one of us. Some of you, you have lived all your life and you were not schooled into identifying ability. You were only schooled to know math, to know inequalities, statistics. What again? Uh, science. Trigonometry. That is all you know. Hallelujah. You can do all the calculations in this world. Somebody only takes a canvas and then takes some colors and then just scribble something. Just draw something. Draw, draw, draw. Put it on Facebook. One minute video. Two million viewers. The person has bought a car and he's showing us his car. Ability. This destiny. God does not do in Yijimu. You know in Yijimu. Remove, remove. <laughs> God is no respecter of persons. He has placed ability inside of you. You have only not identified it. You have only not trained yourself. And that is the thing. When you identify ability, you go on a development journey. You develop yourself. You train yourself. Some people will do everything but learn. When you give them book to read, it is as if you are, you are disturbing them. Some people use book as sleeping tablet to entice them to sleep. Hey! I want to sleep. The sleep is not coming. Let me take Papa's book. So you are using my please if you are like that, don't buy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ability, train yourself. Keep learning. You are a preacher. Keep learning how to preach. Keep improving your language. Keep improving your diction. Stop giving us bad English. We won't go to Rema Drive. One of the reasons why you have to go to Rema Drive, you will learn good English. Amen. Pascal. You understand? The more you listen to me preach, your English will be better. So that I will, you can listen to me preach, you can even learn science and learn math. Amen. Are you with me here? Keep polishing yourself. Keep increasing. Keep learning. Keep building yourself. Are we together? Keep training yourself. Some of you, after your first degree, you have not done anything again to improve yourself. Nothing. Even the one that your company wants to train you, you say that they are not paying you per diem, so you won't go. As if when they train you and you are leaving the company, you will leave the training back. Hallelujah. Develop yourself. Tell somebody, develop yourself. What you do is not enough. Amen. Yeah. Whatever you are, anything you have identified in you by way of Ability. Build upon it. Are you with me? Build upon it. Eh? Pastor Pascal. Pastor Pascal. Eh? 
Tyler. Have you gone on YouTube to check how they do Tyler? How they, how they do cutting? Tyler is when they are cutting circle. Cutting an arc. They will break 20 tiles. They will break 20 tiles. How can we, how can we call you to go and do major projects? You will come back, you have broken 20 tiles. You have given us cost. But when you know how to cut, you cut. Simple. We will give you all the contracts in the city. Because you will help us to cut costs. Ability. Stop looking for something outside of you. Look inside you. Identify something. Build it up. Are you with me? You want to fulfill destiny? The equation of destiny involves something God has put inside of you. If you have every other thing and the one God has put inside of you is zero. You know coefficient. Zero coefficient. Zero times x is zero. Zero x. Eh? So it is zero. Oh, you have put everything down. But I pray that God will help you. I said, God will help you. I said, God will help you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information, visit our website at www.glorylifecity.church and connect with us on social media at Glory Life City Church. Contact us on 266 384105 or 054 984 6235